0: Nobody on their deathbed ever said, I wish I had spent more time in the office. Right. One, two, three,
1: four. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon.
0: And I'm Valerie. And
1: we want to say thanks for joining us. And this week we want to talk about what to do if we or our spouse is a workaholic. Mm-hmm. I mean, work is a good thing, and we should do it to the best of our ability. That's right. But if we are neglecting our spouse, if we're neglecting our kids, uh, our responsibilities at home, we just think maybe it's time to reevaluate some things and think about it. And so we want to talk about this topic here today.
0: That's right. But first, we want to cry Uh, into our microphones because...
1: We need like the we music that cries. We are
0: having a blizzard outside uh, and our snow was gone for the most part. Yeah. Um, now,
1: just so everyone knows, it's April. Yes. Uh, that's why we're crying. We're yes. not recording this show in winter. It, <laughs> although it feels like it, it is April.
0: Yes. And so we in Saskatchewan have been hit with a pretty typical April snowstorm. It is. But you know what? It's dealing with the disappointment, right? Because we think, okay, spring is... Is finally yeah. here, and well, it's we, been a long winter.
1: And we finally pulled out the patio furniture did, on the weekend. Just on the weekend, I did and some grass we sat
0: outside <laughs> and we had a fire, and it was just like, like so here. exciting.
1: <laughs> yes, it's finally here,
0: <laughs> and now we're in a blizzard. Yeah. And but we're done so, crying because we're yeah. laughing
1: about it. So <laughs>
0: that's right. But it was funny because we were chatting about it, and we said, you know what, we can't change the weather. But it's true. we can check our attitude and as the saying goes, if life hands you lemons... Make lemonade. Make lemonade, yeah. <laughs> or in this case, maybe if life hands use snow, you can make snow coating cones. <laughs>
1: make snow cones, maybe, but maybe not the flavor ones. It might be a little scary to. Well, yeah, no. But... Add
0: your own flavor inside. <laughs> and maybe don't eat the snow. That's disgusting. Yeah. Scrap that. Maybe, maybe, maybe just don't you've... eat snow. Use the blender. That's what you need to do. Get the blender out.
1: <laughs> maybe with ice, some then. Some
0: clean ice oh, and make your snow cones that yeah, way. Yeah, but... we should do
1: that. Now that you've just talked about that, that would be good. Yeah, it's oh, tasty. Some slushy, homemade slushy. Yeah. Yep. I'm in. Yeah, okay. see, we're, we're done crying. We're there ready we to move on. It, uh, we are making snow cones, <laughs> Yeah, we're I guess. dealing
0: with our disappointment.
1: <laughs> After this. Yeah, here we go. Hey, hey, we also want to take a moment. We're not sure if anyone has been listening to the Family Life Canada Parenting Conference uh, yet or not, but it is happening. Yeah. It's a free on-demand video streaming the
0: podcast and is podcasts. available That's as right. well,
1: which is super handy. That's right. You can listen to it on the go as well. And so if you haven't signed up for that yet, we encourage you to head on over to Family familylifecanada.com and sign up for the parenting conference. It is available until April 24th and at that time it gets taken down. So. Yeah,
0: well and actually if you sign up and, and you get logged in and, and you put in the codes that you need to put in, I do believe you can actually have it for a little bit of an extended time okay. if you go through the steps uh, and, and actually I think uh, log into Vimeo which is our streaming yeah, platform. So yeah. anyways, if you think there's it's not worth it because there's only Uh, two days left you could get I think it's an extra 30 days oh
1: that is but
0: you do have to get on there and uh, go through the process
1: yeah we encourage you to check it out there is a lot of different conversations a few different a lot of different speakers and so check it out familylifecanada.com and check out the free on-demand parenting conference But today we want to, well, let's loop back to our conversation. Are we
0: married to our jobs? (laughs) Are we married to
1: our jobs? Or maybe we have a spouse who's married to their job. Yeah. Because here's the thing, like, this actually can be a very common challenge in marriages Yeah. because here's the, also the thing is that we need to work to provide. Yeah, it's
0: a fact of life. That's
1: just a fact of life. But at times our work can make us distracted from our family.
0: Right. And you know what? It, it can look different for different people depending on our situation. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's just part of that is our, our natural wiring. Mm-hmm. We just want to work, work, work and <laughs> yeah. be productive. And we're that, I think it's called the type A personality where it's very driven yeah and so that can be a good thing yeah. but even well thank you i'm a type <laughs> a person so thank you <laughs> something that is really good if it's taken to the extreme it's can become right. bad because we're not balanced we're not keeping
1: yeah. things in check which has happened in in our life for yeah. me like yep. i i can i can be that way and then for others there is some seasonal right uh, like we we want to acknowledge that there's seasonal work where sometimes it's just the nature of the job, yep. a farmer, uh, an accountant, on-call doctor, like like there's different things where there's just seasons where you, you really just have to buckle down and work and, and work and work. And so not necessarily a workaholic, but in that season, mm-hmm. just because of the nature of the job that you're in, that's what's going to take place.
0: Yeah. And we typically say, you know what, if that is your situation and, and that's part of your vocation, plan for it, plan for those seasons, right? right? Plan ahead so that you are, you know, physically and mentally prepared for the the crazy that's coming your way. And then you can handle it better, you know, when you've got a plan and you're expecting it, it just makes it a little bit easier to get through that.
1: For sure. Kenny and and when you're saying that, season. we're saying like both spouses to deal yes. with that, right? Whether you are the one that has that hard, crazy schedule or it's your spouse that has it. But as a team, yeah, uh, work, work together and prepare for what's coming. Because here's what can happen in these seasons or even... uh if we are a workaholic or married to a workaholic it can create tension in the marriage and there can be feelings of one of our one of the spouses feeling unimportant yeah or undervalued there's work duty balance unbalanced at home like things still needs to get done at home and so then if if one of us is always at work and focused on work then it would feel like the other person is picking up that slack at home and having to deal all those things and may feel sidelined from that leads to resentment, right? We can start being resenting our spouse from these things and the scary side of, oh, all these things are scary, but like we can drift into feeling like we're just roommates because the job has taken over so much. And
0: I think honestly, we can relate to that, right? Like earlier when you were refereeing in the WHL, working full time, volunteering, (laughs) you know, like all those things, I really did feel like I was second or third place in your life. and. All these other things were way more important. And so everything else would get dropped right. for you to go
1: and it would. do those
0: things. Right. Right. And, and I- then we really did drift apart right. to where we really felt like roommates. And then it got to roommates who didn't even like each other.
1: Right. 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 And we weren't even able to really have discussions in it because we didn't have healthy patterns of how, how to discuss it as well, which also led to just more and more drift in our relationship. And we're going to address a little bit about that, not our relationship, but the drift part and and how to, how to handle this kind of things. Because here's the thing, like, this doesn't sound fun. No. Like this, like what we've been just kind of listing off and going through, I'm like, that, that wouldn't be fun to uh, no. live in that reality. and And here's the thing, it wasn't fun. No, when we lived in that reality, it wasn't fun.
0: Well, you're both pursuing different goals. Yep. right one is pursuing the goal of of like super hyper focused on the career and mm-hmm. the work or the money or the prestige or whatever it is Status. that's driving them yep. to that and the other is wanting relationship or wanting something else there there could be multiple things on that side too right. and so we don't want to you know just blame one side of of the totally. relationship right. But you're pursuing different things. So there's going to be tension and resentment and frustration because it feels like the other person is getting in the way of you accomplishing the goal right. that you're after.
1: Right. Which is not going to be fun for anybody to be living in that world. So. No. What do we do about it? And I think there's two sides here. When it comes to this question of what do we do about this workaholism, uh, can we call that? Is that a, <laughs> work, even a workaholic, word? Workaholic, workaholism. Workaholism. Yeah, we'll, we'll say it's a word. <laughs> we'll say it's a work. <laughs> I think we've created words before, so we've just created another <laughs> one maybe. But I, I think there's two sides here. Uh, you know, there is what if we are the, al- whoa, alcoholic? What if we...
0: Workaholic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What if we are the workaholic and the other side of that is, you know, what if we are married to the workaholic? And so let's let's talk about the first side of that coin, which is when we are the workaholic, what do we do about that?
0: Yeah, I think we need to do an honest self evaluation, and and we've talked about this on previous podcasts, right? Am I the character mm. that I want to be? Mm-hmm. And um, doing that that really honest and vulnerable searching of our own hearts, our own motives, and our lives mm-hmm. are we pursuing? The same goal as our spouse mm-hmm. and and really think about that
1: right and I think that would even lead then to helping us process to be able to see things from our spouse's perspective yeah like what would it look like to just not only just be able to think of things in our own perspective but like to hit pause in this area and be like how is my how is my spouse receiving this how how is this looking yeah because so- we might
0: not realize Right we might not realize what's going on cuz we're so focused right on what we're pursuing
1: right which reminds me of a story when we were in a small town and talking with a a gentleman came up and talked to us and at this point in their relationship, they had started down the pathway of the divorce and he was explaining their story and he was telling me how they had everything and they had the boats, they had campers and yes, it was plural. They had a big home, they had all the toys that mm-hmm. they wanted and he kept saying like, what else does she want as he's explaining it to me and he goes what I've realized was she really just wanted my time, but I had to keep working because we had to pay for all these things. And so really what I heard in all that is they were just missing each other because he thought by providing all of these things, that's what she wanted and would bring all happiness and the joy to the relationship where she was saying, no, actually, I actually didn't want any of those things. I just wanted your time. Yeah. And unfortunately for their story, he just never took a second to pause and to see the perspective of his spouse
0: and to listen because she she was telling him that right but I think I think really in that situation he really wanted those things Mm. and he was telling himself that she wanted those things yeah (laughs) there is more
1: nuance than I guess what I was sharing there but yeah for sure
0: yeah because that happens too right we are really good at deceiving ourselves at convincing ourselves of something that maybe is. Isn't true, right. and so I think asking ourselves honestly and humbly is the direction I'm headed where I want to go hmm. because typically we end up wherever it <laughs> is that we're <laughs> headed, and so to, to really think about that,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: I think we have to admit that it is true, right? And this might be hard hmm. to do, but we have to admit to ourselves that you know what. I am a workaholic, right? I admit that we've been so consumed and dedicated or focused on our work that we don't have any time or energy left Mm -hmm. for our spouse Mm -hmm. or our kids.
1: Which again, can be a very hard thing to do because there may be other things attached to why we're doing this. And we actually haven't even dug into the value of like, why am I a workaholic? Like, what am I pursuing in this area? and so if we're able to admit it, do kind of some of that digging into the roots of our life, I think that's where we can start to make some changes and, and begin to identify some things. Maybe we're even able to have a honest conversation with ourselves and then have that honest conversation with our spouse. And if, if there's kids in the family to have it there, we may need to apologize, yeah. right? We may need to apologize to our spouse and to our kids for where our focus really is. And then, you know, talk about... About a plan to make things better. Uh, And I think even before we even talk about a plan, maybe we've thought of it, but even before that, in the apology side of things, is actually to hear our spouse, uh, to hear from our kids, to hear how they have been treated through our focus of being more focused at work versus being focused at, uh, with our family. And so allowing them to freely share without defending ourselves. Yeah.
0: And that's the hard part because typically at the beginning of it, there were good motives, right? We're trying to provide, we're trying to, right. you know, give a better life. We're trying to move up in right. our career, which yeah. aren't necessarily bad things. That's right. It's just if we are neglecting our spouse, neglecting our kids, our responsibilities at home, and and it's imbalanced, Mm -hmm. that it becomes a problem. And sometimes it just, it starts out good, with good intentions, but then it becomes consuming and it becomes not good. Right. And it's
1: interesting, (laughs) like when people share, like, I'm trying to make a better life. It's like, well, what, what does that mean? And Do your kids and spouse want the same thing? Yeah. Because that's what I hear a lot when this topic comes up is like, well, I'm trying to give my kids things I didn't have or I want them to have a better life. Not a bad thing, but is that what your kids want is that what your spouse want or right like yeah
0: ask everybody's definition of what does better mean
1: right there it is there it is ask find the definition of what does better mean and then make a plan with that for us like we learned to schedule we We learned to schedule time for ourselves which actually allowed us to stop the workaholic Holic, the workaholism. I wanted to, say, I wanted to say it again, but scheduling really helped us. Uh, yeah, helped us with making that plan. Yeah,
0: we well, we had to, had to actually put it on the calendar, and we had to plan ahead. Be like, mm-hmm. okay, here we're going to go for a hike. Here we're going to go to a movie. Here we're going to do whatever it was we were going to do and actually put it on the calendar and take a few minutes to make a plan for mm-hmm. a fun event and and also plan for white space mm. where it's like you know what we have nothing on that day we can invite a family over we can yeah. sit around in the backyard and mm,
1: yeah so plan eat, drink lemonade. To be spontaneous <laughs> so we can be spontaneous right Yeah yeah exactly Yeah, yeah. And then from from that plan, you know, make change where needed, uh, and I think we'll we can't really start to make those. Changes until we make that plan, until we can identify those things.
0: Yeah, because, you know, we there's a, I think it's fairly famous, or there's, there's a saying, I don't know how famous it is, but uh, somebody once said, like, nobody on their deathbed ever said, I wish I had spent more time in the office. <laughs> right, right. Right? Because at the end of your life, you look back and, and you really... I don't know. You, you come face to face with the things that really matter. Mm-hmm. And money matters. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a reality of the world we live in. We need money. Mm-hmm. We need jobs. We need homes mm-hmm. and food and clothes. But again, is it in balance? Mm-hmm. Are we making both a priority in our lives.
1: and So those are some of the thoughts. If we are the workaholic, and and let me just also say this too, that we need to realize as we just talked about making changes and things like that it may not be easy. Like like we want to recognize yeah. that and just just throw that out there. Like I don't want anyone to hear and be like, well, you don't know our story or and, because you're right, we don't know your yeah. story, uh, and and so. We don't want to come across as just this insincere and just, oh, just make this change. We realize there's a lot of things and there's nuances. There, There's so many things to unpack in this. And so when we're saying make change where needed, please, I hope our listeners don't hear that as insincere because we understand that there is a lot of decisions and, and maybe life changes. Uh, yeah.
0: And some of those take time, right? Like if we've we've had a life of... Buying a lot of big expensive things. Right. You can't just in one day turn around and, and have that all erased. Right. Right. It takes time to either sell those things or rearrange the finances. Totally. All those things. It, it, it's hard. Yeah. And there's grieving and there's processing and there's all those things in it. Yeah. So yeah. It's, so, it's not just easy oh you know Mm -hmm. make a change (laughs) right and so I
1: don't want people our listeners to think that that's what we're saying because we understand we get it yeah we we get it we get it but what do we do if you know if it's our spouse that's the workaholic yeah what are are your thoughts
0: well I I can talk from personal experience here we need to search our hearts Hmm. we need to to pray to critically think through the facts and our feelings and try to distinguish them separately of what are the facts and what are my feelings, because our feelings can cloud the facts, Mm -hmm. but the facts all by themselves can be insensitive to the feelings. And so... I think we need to process all of that in order to have a productive conversation Hmm. because otherwise it just comes out as this explosive, unproductive, just, I don't know what to call it other than like vomiting all this anger and frustration (laughs) onto our spouse. It would be more
1: attacking because we haven't processed it.
0: Yeah, because right. we're hurt, right. right? Like if our spouse is a workaholic and this has been going on a long time right. and, and it maybe could come we've from legitimate tried talking about right. it. Right,
1: and it could come from legitimate places, yeah. right? Like...
0: Yeah, but there obviously is going to be some hurt right. in that conversation. And so really processing ahead of time mm-hmm. can help th- that conversation to be productive. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think asking our spouse, mm-hmm. you know, after we've done that processing, asking them, mm-hmm. you know, I really need to talk to you about some things. Mm -hmm. When would be a good time? That we could sit down and be uninterrupted and have a conversation mm-hmm. about the things that are going on yeah. in our hearts I, and our eyeball minds. To eyeball
1: to eyeball. Yeah. You know, uh, doesn't have to be knee to knee. I know some people talk about that, like sitting knee to knee. That's oh, what I mean.
0: so that you're eyeball to eyeball, like looking directly at each other. Yeah.
1: I just mean eyeball to, like sitting across the table or, yeah, right? Like or, where there is no distraction.
0: Or next to each other. For some people, that's really intimidating. And so True. for some people, they would rather go
1: for a drive go, go for a, a drive, walk.
0: or a walk and and have these conversations is just a little bit less intimidating mm-hmm. but either way however is most comfortable to have a loving
1: yes. honest
0: and truthful conversation mm-hmm. where we are ready to be vulnerable which for a lot of us it makes us uncomfortable it's scary we don't mm-hmm. like to cry we don't like to show that emotion right. but but to actually vulnerably share how we are feeling how mm-hmm. we are hurt yeah but also the facts of the situation
1: right and i think one of the things that helps with that is the processing it first so we can make I statements yeah right I feel this or when this is happening this is how I this makes me feel yeah and so that is more of the vulnerable piece making the I feel statements or this is what I'm experiencing versus the attack like you're always at work you never put us first it's just saying with the long hours that at work you are putting in this is making me feel less important I feel like less a priority, right? And so now we're making those I statements versus the attacking statements, right?
0: Because when we attack, naturally our spouse gets defensive, and then we're kind of off to the races, and we're climbing that crazy ladder <laughs> yeah. to unproductive yeah. fighting yeah. instead of a productive conversation about the real issues.
1: Right. Yeah, and we also say this too uh, that if our spouse, you know, we've tried to have this conversation and it hasn't gone well, or we try to approach again and it doesn't go well, maybe we do need to seek some third-party help, Yeah, uh, another trusted voice to welcome them into the conversation, to be able to dissect this a little bit more. And so this may be one of those areas in your relationship where we need to step outside just in our own little circle and go get third-party help. Nothing wrong with that. And we just encourage because, again, let's do the work to make our relationship the most important thing after our walk with Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, especially if we're so deeply hurt that we can't really process it clearly or if our spouse is unwilling to listen, unwilling to hear our complaints and concerns. Uh, yeah, going to a counselor is definitely helpful.
1: Right. And so regardless of who is the workaholic, the next things that we would suggest would be, uh, and we talked about this a little bit already, yeah. would but but to come up with a plan together. Sometimes even as a, if it's an individual and you've identified that you are a workaholic, you can make a plan on your own to make those changes. Yeah. But in this area, we're also saying, invite your spouse, invite your kids into the discussion to make a plan together. And these, the plan and the changes, they don't have to be huge, no, right? It it can sometimes just be small, little steps in the right direction that actually can lead to substantial changes in the, in the relationship. Yeah. Uh, And they're more manageable. Like if, if we've been a workaholic for a long time all of a sudden making like a big huge switch there could be a big shock to the system <laughs> to the workplace yep. to there's yep. there's just there's an there's potential unintended consequences right. that may be okay still too, but like there may be again other things at play that we need to take into consideration, and so maybe rather than massive huge changes, maybe there's uh, the consider small changes, small steps into that direction.
0: Yeah, they can make a huge difference, mm-hmm. and and this doesn't mean that that we need to just go out and, and quit our job necessarily. Right. For some people, maybe that is the case. It's not a healthy place for you to be. But for a lot of us, it's the small changes. It is being intentional to focus on our spouse and our family and getting that work and life balance, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe we do have to look at quality versus quantity. And Mm -hmm. and honestly, we do need both. Mm -hmm. But what does that look like in, in the rhythms of our lives and the rhythms of our schedules? Yeah. Right. Because are we being present both physically and mentally when we're home with our spouse and our kids? Mm -hmm. Right. Are we able to focus on them or are we there physically but mentally we're Mm -hmm. still Mm -hmm. thinking about that project or our to do list at the office?
1: Right. And so
0: I think it's important to to really hone in on that Mm -hmm. and be present.
1: Yeah. Totally. Which is something that we really have to work on. We work from home. Yeah. We are, well, as everyone knows, we're co workers. Well, maybe not everyone, but now you know we're co workers, <laughs> uh, but we work from home. Yeah. And, and so we see our offices the way our, I mean, your office is in the upstairs living room and my office is in the downstairs <laughs> living room. Like we see our work all the time and
0: we see our co-worker all the time <laughs> we
1: see her. so glad that I love my co-worker <laughs> yes. and she is so awesome to work with but but honestly this has been one where like mentally for the kids I'll speak for myself like I've really had to work at being present in their lives especially in the home because I can get so focused on work and since I don't really have a you know a drive home or a, a placed in like, now I'm switching from work to home life because I work from home. This has, this was a struggle at first to learn. Maybe I was just thinking as we're talking, maybe what I need to do is at the end of my workday, like walk out of the house and then <laughs> walk back in the house. and
0: Give it a try. <laughs> yeah,
1: There's the new plan. There's a small yeah, change, right? Yeah.
0: Well, another small change we had to make was saying we're not allowed to talk about work at supper <laughs>
1: yeah, because you so and true.
0: I would just carry on talking about work stuff Yeah. And our kids can't engage in that, right? <laughs> no. Like they're sitting there, like, "What are you talking about?" What, like this project or that project. And so we we had to be intentional and come up with some boundaries.
1: That's right. Yeah. And then when it comes to that schedule, when it comes to the boundaries, when it comes to the changes that we're talking about, be flexible. Yeah. Right. Like like it. It's so important to stay flexible as we make those changes. To extend
0: a lot of grace. (laughs) Yeah, even
1: in the conversation as we're we're working through that. And and even in the flexibility though, like try to stick to the plan as much as possible. But understanding that there may be some flexibility that's needed. And so if we're going to make changes, but then nothing changes you know, our spouse will feel even more betrayed and even manipulated. Now, those are big words. Yeah. But that's the reality. Because if we say we're going to do these things, but then we actually don't put in a plan. Mm -hmm. And we
0: consistently keep canceling or changing and all that stuff. It feels like, oh, I've been lied to. Right. So that my spouse can just continue on in what they want to do.
1: Right. And so this is going to be a potential, one of those ongoing conversations of just making sure that... We are making the right steps and taking those steps in the right direction. Yeah. So
0: if we need to cancel, we need to make sure that we reschedule and then we yes. stick to it and try again as much as possible not to cancel, right. but to also be flexible and work together. It's a dance. It is a
1: dance. <laughs> and in that dance, and this is where the grace comes in, is use grace instead of anger. Right? Yeah. Like, and, and
0: honesty, right? That's Right. Yeah, yeah, all those things. And always, always keep communicating, mm. right? It, it, to communicate um, our disappointment, right? Instead of getting angry and then getting defensive and heading down that spiral of, of fighting, but to keep communicating and mm. keep working towards making each other a
1: priority. Mm. Yeah, so so good. So well said. So... That's our some of our thoughts on work uh, being a workaholic or being married to a workaholic or can I say it one more time workaholism <laughs> I just that's gotta be a I word I think it's a word yeah we're gonna <laughs> check it out after but uh, you know how does that resonate with you as our listener are we happy and healthy with our current work life balance those are some two questions to really ponder and and really process here today on the podcast. We just want to say thanks again for joining us. And uh, don't forget to sign up. If you haven't already signed up, uh, please go ahead and jump on over to familylifecanada.com and sign up for the parenting conference. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Bye.